0: The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game just head to sleeper.com/sgp on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 that's sleeper.com/sgp and make sure to download the SGPN app your home for all of our free picks and podcasts Welcome everybody to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host Chase Sussman, the Wolf of Oakland. Yesterday was Belmont Day. It was uh, it was rough. It was rough for me uh, personally. Uh, I brought someone uh, someone on today, though. It wasn't rough for if you caught uh, the Friday episode of the Sports Gambling Podcast with uh, Sean and Sean and Kramer, uh, Mr. Malcolm Bamford. All the way from across the pond. I'll explain more why we have Malcolm specifically the, for this episode. But uh, first, let's, let's let this man take a victory lap. Chase, Good evening.
1: How are you? Yeah, I picked a winner. I was due one ever since you turned up with your flashy picks on the show. <laughs> you've been um, you've been outshining me for the last couple, the, the first couple of the triple crown races. So I was feeling the pressure. I thought I was going to get a, uh, I was going to get kicked off. So I needed a win, uh, and I got one. I felt I was just saying before we started recording. Um, I felt quite comfortable the whole way around. I thought um, Mo Donegal took a nice position, didn't let way the people get too far in front. Um, And then you said the opening quarter looked relatively slow. And, um, yeah, Mo Donegal picked it up and did it really nicely in the end. I thought Nest was possibly a bit unlucky. Um, Stumbled out of the gate, um, although it did recover relatively quickly. So I don't know if it cost her the race. But, yeah, I managed to get
0: the first two homes. I don't know what the exact paid, actually. I, um, I think I think it was fairly decent. I think it was pretty decent. I think you're right on. Also, I I, I think the winner was Modanigal, but I feel like the story was Nest.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. She ran a good race. Like I can see the uh, the filly in with all the boys, and and she ran well. There was a not much else got into it really. we skippy long, stocking for a little moment coming around the turn. I've got the fear because we we picked that in the yeah. um, pre class and I thought, ah, oh, shit, we got the wrong day. We got the right horse, but the wrong day. Of course, uh, Which right. is something that happens in, in horse racing a lot. Um, but so he sort of leveled out and ran well. So, yeah, it was a good It was a good day. There was some of the good performances on the card as well. Flight line uh, yeah. is an aeroplane. Like, wow. Um, yeah. We, we discussed that that was like finding money in the street. And that one relatively, well, not relatively easy. ran uh, one completely bloodlessly, didn't it? So, oh, uh, yeah. But then Latrushka got turned over and... Um, so the rest of your card was no good either, Chase. No winners.
0: Yeah, it was it was rough. It was very rough. Um, I'll tell you what, the uh the Tribuvin win uh in the in the Manhattan uh was pretty much about as brutal as it gets for me because I had the <laughs> basically if you if you took the the first four and stood them on their heads where it was four two one, you know, four two or sorry, four, three, two, one. I, I had the yeah. then I would have had the trifecta. It was a pretty nice little ah, trifecta okay. I would have had. And then I don't know, I hate it. One thing I hate is passive uh, jockeys and watching horses just go out to the lead and people sit yeah. back and just watch them get smaller as they run away from them. Like, come on, like somebody jump on that grenade, please. And yeah. uh, unfortunately, that's what happened to Latruska. Uh, Latruska just got sucked into a pace battle and, uh, and fell off. I mean... I also I, I don't know I feel like my life is in tatters because I don't know what to do the day <laughs> after I bet on Latruska and Latruska doesn't win. It's a foreign feeling at this point.
1: Yeah. Oh, mate, you'll uh, you'll recover. <laughs> Luckily, we've got a thousand races this week that we can uh, we can launch our fight back with.
0: That's right. Back to the reason why I have my man Malcolm Bra- Bam. Sorry, Malcolm Bamford. Let's try that again. No no disrespect to the guest. Let me try to say his name correctly. Malcolm Bamford. We have him in from across the pond. Guess what, folks? It is Royal Ascot Week. God, I'm excited. I love this week of racing. For one, uh, you think American horse racing has pageantry? Suck yourself. Fucking Royal (laughs) Royal Ascot takes our pageantry and just kicks its ass. Uh, Two, I mean, all of the UK racing you can get, you have the queen there. That's amazing. Also, I think the Queen might be my kind of DJ because I feel like she skipped out on the Platinum Jubilee. She was like, "I don't really want to do that family stuff," but you bet she'll be at Ascot, laying a couple bets.
1: Yeah, she um, we. I feel like we've had a lot of pageantry over the last couple of weeks. I feel like I've had pageantry up to my eyeballs. I've, se- I've uh, had as much royal stuff as I can take. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she 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 ducked out on the. uh on the platinum jubilee celebrations, so she, she could get a couple of a couple of days breather into herself, uh, I, and then hit Ascot hard this week. she would have a few runners as well, I think, with with decent chances.
0: Yeah, see, that's the other cool part is, uh, I mean, does the president of the United States have his own stable that he keeps <laughs> with his own silks that he enters into the Kentucky Derby? No, the Queen's got. What, she though. she
1: knows her stuff as well. Bear in mind, she's about eight hundred and four years old. Sure. Um, if you ask her about the chance of this three-year-old, she'll tell you how it's been working at home, what it did on Tuesday morning, uh, and that it's going to end up at Leicester in three weeks to run in a six furlong claimer. Uh, yeah, she, she, yeah, uh, you need to get her on the show, is what we're saying here. Yeah?
0: See, the only clue that I have that an American dignitary uh, president, no less, uh, was into horse racing was Donald Trump throwing a fit after maximum security got DQ'd <laughs> out of. I missed and- that. And my theory was that he bet very heavily on, on Maximum Security and that we were now going to have uh, the island of Guam brought to you by Twin Spires <laughs> after, after he lost Guam. Uh, but, man, so Ascot, I, I talk about the pageantry. There is a dress code to Ascot. You got to come correct to even show up to Ascot. I'm talking fancy names for tuxedos. They call them, like, day jackets. I don't know. Tell me. Tell me, what are they wearing?
1: Yeah, well, I went to Ascot in it was either ninety eight or two thousand. I can't remember. Um, but very rarely do I feel as out of place as I did um that day. Like especially Northern Monkeys. Um, like me and
0: my friends turning
1: up at Ascot. So yeah, I right, thank Guy
0: Richie and Lockstock and uh, two Smoking Barrels for letting me know about Northern Monkeys. Uh, by the way, uh, oh, like uh, thank yeah. Guy richie for that that education.
1: I'm a um very much a Northern Monkey. There's no two ways <laughs> about that. Um. Yeah, the dress code is very, uh, you've got to turn up very resplendent. I think more is a morning coat, the term you were looking for, possibly.
0: Yes, that's what it is a morning coat. Yeah, which basically just looks (laughs) like a tuxedo to me.
1: Yeah, it's like a a longer, like tail jacket. So sort of knee length, uh, knee length with the little, I don't know what the word is, maybe a fishtail kind of thing at the back, V going on at the back uh waistcoat top hat you're not allowed to take your jacket off even if it's a gazillion degrees there was people passing out a few years ago it was the (laughs) hottest day of the year and you're not allowed to take your jacket off you just have to sweat it out um and especially in the royal enclosures there's three different royal enclosures there um and if you're in the royal enclosures you have to remain completely and utterly dolled up at all times obviously all the women uh go to town they go berserk with the uh with the fancy dresses. One of the most fun bets of the week, Chase, I don't know if you can find odds on this is you could bet every day on what color uh, hat the queen's going to wear. I've seen those bets before.
0: Uh Usually yeah. all the, the offshores, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have that, that bet out there. Yeah. That's uh I don't know. I feel like lime green is, is a, always a lock. That lady loves Maybe. her some lime, some lime green. All due respect. Well, get, I say lady, but it,
1: and you get like, you get five chances at it as well because it, it runs Tuesday to Saturday. So if you miss your lime green on Tuesday, you can double down on Wednesday. You know, if it comes a little buttercup yellow on Tuesday, oh yeah, uh, you can try and follow it up with a lime green on the Wednesday. So yeah, it's um, in the center of the course. It's not so bad. You can go dressed as a normal human. Um, But yeah, the rest of the, uh, the dress code and everything else, and obviously pre-race. And if you've ever seen the, the pre-race parade, so mm-hmm. there's the great big fan at the end of the street, there's the, the, the mile long uh, turf course. Um, it's the great big fancy gates and the gates open and all the coaches is the word I'm looking for, the Hallstone coaches yeah. uh, will yeah. come down the centre of the track with whatever royals are in attendance. Uh, they tend to have a, a little mixture of different royals on different days uh, and they'll all parade right down the centre of the track Um, and then into the, into the winner's circle where the Queen will skip out, uh, head into a little box to enjoy a, to a uh, enjoy our day on the lash. So,
0: Yeah, that's... Uh... I mean, literally, we have absolutely nothing like it in the United yeah. States. It's it's so fun to watch. Uh I have a dream of uh some someday showing up in uh, a one of the dumb and dumber uh tuxedos of either uh powder blue <laughs> or cream sickle orange and seeing how long I oh, last. nice. I gotta ask, what's the beverage of choice at the uh at the at a Royal Ascot? Is it a uh is it a champagne kind of kind of shindig or is it uh Do you have you know? do you have a drink called Pim's over there? Oh yeah, Pim's cup, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's
1: pims then. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll cost you about twenty-seven quid for a pims and <laughs> uh, a pims <laughs> and lemonade. You put a slice of cucumber in it and charge you an extra an extra twenty quid for it. So yeah, pims is the answer. Yeah, there will be a lot of champagne quaffed. Um, yeah, love a good love a good pims in, in the summer, man. Yeah, yeah, and then you get all the all the rabble, all the yeah, uh, all the hoi polloi will be in the middle of the course. Um, which I think is a bit more standard. You get that in U.S. racing as well, don't You, you put all the uh, all the poor people, shove them in the
0: center. That's right. That's right. Just so you can watch, you can look down on them like a like a zoo uh, from yes. the stands. Yeah, I uh, literally look down on them. So I, I mean, we talked about the beverage of choice, but I kind of wonder what's the drug? of, <laughs> cho- what's the drug of choice at Ascot? Uh, I've heard, I've heard London's a, you know huge cocaine city. I'm not sure how close Ascot is to London. In my mind, everything is close to London because.
1: Yeah, Ascot pretty America. much is London. Ascot's kind of great, at London. It's probably ten or fifteen miles outside, outside the capital. But yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, Brit cocaine is the drug of choice of British racing, not just True. Ascot. It's a, it's a big southern thing. Actually, has um, caused a bit of a problem in in, in the last few years. There's been um, mass brawls, for want of a better term, on yeah. more than one occasion at various UK races because it's a great big stag to um, I don't know if you have stag parties go to the races in in the US, but that one of the top, probably the top thing that people do on a stag do here is to we'll go to the races because um, okay. we have these great big meetings every weekend uh, all over the country. So you can find a decent one, um, and you'll get a group of thirty five lads. I'll so go on a stag, and by five o'clock in the afternoon, there's another group of thirty five lads uh, on a stag, uh, and they'll just end up kicking shit out of each other, full of <laughs> cocaine. Um, and it's been a big. It has been a really quite quite a large problem. Like, um, and I don't know what they can do about that. But yeah, uh, it's a it's a southern thing and it's a racing thing. Um, so yeah, cocaine is the correct
0: answer, Chase. You were right. There we go. There we go. Uh, I was hoping that maybe it uh, made it taking a turn to acid this year, and that we would see just a Ascot unlike any other. But uh, yeah, you know, eh, all right, that works. Uh, then like a little booger sugar with the racing. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Man, so, Mal. I mean, you have got Ascot. If you're American, if you're not familiar with Ascot, uh, you might be watching a race this week, and you might think, "When are they going to turn?" Here's the thing: <laughs> that's not going to happen. They're going to keep going straight. They're called flat races. Uh, hell, and do they have do they have any jumps during this meters? Is it just a straight no. up? No. Uh, okay. No, yeah. no jumpers. See, and the, the get used to it, Americans, because you got the flats in the in the UK. Uh, they've got the jumps in the UK. Not at this uh, at this uh, festival. Uh, and then you also have, uh I don't know what you call it, if it has a turn, uh the bendies. So you got the flats, the jumps, and the bendies, right?
1: <laughs> no, the, the flats and the bendies are the same thing. It's okay. just called the flats because they're not jumping over anything. So they're staying on the level. Um, the, in, this- in hindsight, <laughs> that
0: makes a lot of sense. And I feel a little <laughs> bit embarrassed now.
1: <laughs> this, this meeting will be about half and half. So there's a there's a 1 mile straight course um, that I previously mm. mentioned but a lot of the mile races or longer races will be round the will be round the turn it's a, it's a big triangle askot it's a bit of a weird shape instead of a big d shaped track um like the letter d not a dick um yeah. so um yeah look, there's there's mile races on the straight course uh, but mm. then there's also one mile races which will be sort of one down one turn like an l shaped sort of sure. they'll, they'll do four furlongs uh, hook a quick right-hander and then the, the three furlong running so yeah you, you get all kinds of races with well, the minimum trip of five furlongs uh, the longest race of the week is a two and a half miler um, which is the feature race actually the ascot gold cup is two miles four furlongs and then every distance in between and um, there's a lot of grade ones um for all the the top races all the top horses and there's a lot of great big handicaps. You'll see a you'll see a couple of thirty runner handicaps this week, uh, which are great to sit down and try and work out what's going to win a thirty runner handicap. Um oh, I I yeah, give you, up. you don't really Already, you don't really up. have a, you don't really have the handicap system in America the way the way we do. it. And like I would say ninety percent of our races are handicaps.
0: Um, right. So where... we, I mean, with the allowance races, you you have a little bit of the variation in, in adding weight, taking weight off, kind of like the yeah. the, hand, the handicaps in the UK, but uh, I mean, it's nowhere near as as prominent. You don't see as many handicap, you know, group one through group three stakes races either. And yeah. uh, it, it really adds a whole lot more to the to the British handicapping. I mean, this is this is when I go ahead and I'm going to go and, and just admit to everyone right now. Uh, we're going to start talking about Ascot. And why did I say we? I mean, Mal <laughs> is going to start talking Ascot i am way out of my depth here and so i brought in someone to to help me out uh he mentioned the large fields and if you hit an ascot trifecta uh congratulations on the purchase of your new sex island is what i have to say to you uh two uh i'm gonna i'm gonna uncork a traditional american complaint of, of uk racing and i feel like if uh I'm complaining about this. You guys have it pretty well figured out. If this is close to my top of list of concerns is uh, all the saddle cloths are the same color. And I have to try, I have to figure out if I'm cheering for, uh, I call them either the star bellied sneech, the, the uh, let's see the bumblebee cheer for the bumblebee (laughs) a lot the blue man. If I'm cheering for a footlocker employee who looks like he's a basketball referee, <laughs> uh, that, that's how you have to keep track of it. Uh, it's too much for me. I'm, a, I'm severely ADHD. So if you put 30 horses with everyone wearing fancy colors, all bombing down the hill at once, I'm done for. Uh, so that's why we got Mal in today. Uh, well, we, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to jump into this week of racing. We've got Races Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all the way through Friday and Saturday. We're going to at least touch on uh, one race every every day there. And uh, we'll be right back with more Notorious O.T.V. brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We'll be right back. Make sure to get down on the wins bet $50 win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July 31st 2022 and get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club including a two night stay at win resorts for you and your entire league multiple entries allowed. All users can bet $100 on NBA or casino and be entered into a prize drawing to attend a DJ Diesel, a.k.a. Shaquille O'Neal, performance at Encore Beach Club at night, as well as meet and greet with DJ Diesel this summer. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit WYNNBet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new Over and Under game. Super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like to pick the over or under. For example, number of points in a basketball game, hits in a baseball game. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks, with a tap of a button, and it's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right, join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com SGP. Welcome back to the Notorious O.T.V., once again, I've got Malcolm Bamford with me, my man, my my Northern Monkey making his racing picks. <laughs> uh, I do you wear do you wear Northern Monkey like a term of endearment? Like you know, people talk about oh American yeah, other rednecks, and I'm like yeah, yeah, that's me. All
1: right, there's a, there's a very clear north south divide in this country, and um, yeah, where the northerners are very very proud of it. Uh, yeah, we're, we're clearly the best. Uh, come from the best half of the off of the land but yeah yeah we i wear
0: that with a badge of pride mate. i'm a very northern monkey i'm proud there we go so tuesday at ascot i that traditionally is the day where they have the younger horses correct this is where you see more of like the two-year-old racing as the is the earlier in the week um it tends to be spread out really
1: um okay. there's there's probably a couple of two-year-old horses uh races every day there is there's a good one here the race two the coventry stakes um is two-year-old so i think i think that's the only two-year-old race actually on on Tuesday. Uh yeah, and they're spread out across the uh, the rest of the week. There's two. Um, there's two on Wednesday and then yeah, a couple a couple on every other day. But um Tuesday was worth mentioning. Firstly, um, if you did listen to the to the Belmont um show that we did last week with Sean and Ryan, we talked about getting a, a little daily double going with um flight line and Letruska. And there's a mm-hmm. similar setup here um okay. in two of two of the Tuesday races. Uh, which is uh, the Queen Anne Stakes, um, which is race number one, and uh, race number four, which is the St. James's Palace Stakes, because there's two really short-priced favourites here. Um, the, the meeting actually peaks a little bit early in this first run. Uh, the, the horse is called Baid, um and is entirely possibly the best horse in the world at the moment um, on ratings. She's certainly the best miler uh, in Europe, um, so this is really a, a watch and enjoy kind of thing, a little bit like Flightline was last night. Um, although um, by the time we get to race four, we can put Caribous in there, um, which is in the St James's Palace stake. That's a Godolphin horse. That's one of your blue guys that you mentioned. Yeah, uh, yeah. Charlie Appleby, Charlie Appleby trains this one with William Buick on. That's around about one to two. Um, so you can you can double these two up. Uh, or parlay them, sorry to use the the correct term. Um, and you can get somewhere like even money, so it's not very fancy, it's not very original. Um, but this is the kind of meeting where you need a stake and plan. Really, you need to, you can you can get all your bets in on Monday. Um, and if you want to, if you want a few parlays, then you, you need some keystones in there and bayed in this first race, the Queen Anne, and uh, Caribous in the St James's Palace. Um, are going to be those cornerstones of any, uh, any parlays that you want to put on for the rest of the week.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at the queen Anne stakes and I'm seeing by said, a, what, two to nine right now, uh, based on what I'm seeing on yeah. the, the ra- racing post uh, that the, the link that you sent me, I'll tell you what, when I look at the queen Anne stakes though, I, I, I feel like this is also a distinctly American thing, which is, uh, I see a uh, Aiden O'Brien horse at 22 to one and I get an erection. Um, should is that a bad erection or good erection to have, Mal? Um, well,
1: the fact is, most people would kind of know about it. Which are you looking at? Is it Order of
0: Australia? You're looking yep, at, yeah, Order of Australia, which I believe won, uh, won as a long shot at the Breeders' Cup, uh, a couple years ago at Keeneland. Yeah, that- yeah, yeah,
1: I remember. Yep. Um, Order of Australia is just a little bit exposed now. Um, we've, we've seen it, it's five years old. We know what you're going to get with it. Um, Aiden O'Brien doesn't mess around, he's got. He will have a lot of winners this week. I think he's second favourite in the there's you there's a market where you can you can pick the trainer who's gonna train the most winners this week. And I think Aidan O'Brien's second um behind Charlie Appleby, who we just mentioned actually. Sure. So he will have some winners, but I think I just think all of Australia's um exposed. Um, but by Eid, certainly. Just so yeah, watch Bayeed Eid um and just enjoy it. It's just gonna be good sport, this thing. Um it's uh trained by a trainer called Willie Haggis, who's a, yep. a real member of the establishment over here. Um, old school, written by Jim Crowley, who's excellent. Um, it's one of these um, shake ham done, uh, Al Mactoon horses. You'd see the, the blue with the uh, white epaulets on its shoulders. Um, yeah. Bay just a real top quality performer. There's nothing, nothing can get close to this. I don't think.
0: Okay. So the, the four-year-old taking on older, older horses in the Queen Anne stakes. That's who Mal likes. And he even suggests playing a, uh, maybe a little wind parlay. Into the uh, St James Palace, was that right? The St James Palace with uh, a Car- yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, Carabas, uh, I think it was the name. Yes. Yeah, Carabas with uh, also called Apple.
1: Caribus, Which I've got. I've wrote this down at one to two. I'm looking at the a little odds reference. Like there's some four to five knocking around. Yeah. Um, which is gonna that's gonna make your price if you do want to stick by Eid in there. Um. So yeah, four to five about Carabas is a is a a lovely price. I like that.
0: Yeah, that's uh, and, and I mean Charlie Appleby, William Buick. If you're an American racing fan and you especially like turf uh, races, that's the, you know these guys. They ship over, and uh, whenever they come over, they usually mean business, and they leave with everything that they were, you know, everything that we had uh, previously uh, in the in their pockets because they absolutely crush on the turf. All right, moving on. We had uh, let's see, have we looked at the Coventry yet? Let's look at the Coventry. Okay, Group Two, the Coventry. Uh, one of these big fields or bigger fields, I guess I should say. It's definitely not the largest we're going to see this week. Um, yeah, the Coventry. Uh, it looks like we are going uh six furlongs. All two-year-olds, nothing like a field full of two-year-olds just bombing down a straight line. Yeah. Uh, God, I don't even know what to think here. Please, Mal, tell me what to think. This, uh,
1: yeah, this is a uh, six furlong. Um, like you say two-year-old race there's 17 uh declared runners at the moment um this is always an interesting race because you get the horses that are ready now these two-year-olds you might call them precocious two-year-olds that are that are out and ready to run there'll also be a lot of really good horses in here um that will be using this as part of their education they'll, they'll be winning next year they'll be winning over a mile less next year they'll be winning over a mile and a quarter uh, next year. So you've got to kind of choose your poison here. Um, it's always a good race to take out. If you if you roll down um a lot of these horses and then track them, um you'll you'll pick up some nice uh some nice prizes over the next 12 months or so. Um the one I like there's a horse here called Persian Force um which is trained by Richard Hannon who's excellent with his two year olds run by Ross Orion. Uh, Persian Force won a race called the Brocklesby at Doncaster. And that is um, the biggest race of the opening day of the flat season. Everyone um, makes a big thing about opening day. And the Brocklesby is the big two-year-old race at Doncaster. Persian Force came out and he ran them into the ground. He ran the legs off everything else. He looked, I mean, these were two-year-olds. These were big babies. Uh, and he just looked like a race and professional racehorse. He travelled all over them. Uh, and then when they asked him to pick up, he just went away and won again. Um it's three to one here. I think this is, you can possibly get a little bit of hundred to thirty uh, in places if you shop around. Um, but yeah, he's visually very, very impressive. Uh, there's a couple of other things, and uh, you've probably noticed the Aidan O'Brien horse, Age of Kings, uh, is a ten to one shot. It really yep. came on um, from his first run. Um, again, learning on the job, these things. The like you say, the big, the big babies. And his, his second run um, was a lot better than his first run. And uh, Frankie Tatori takes the ride. Uh, it's a name you will probably be familiar with in the States, yeah. uh, legendary, oh, yeah. um, Italian jockey. Uh, and the other one me- worth the mention is a horse called, um, noble style, uh, who again, um, actually, I'm not sure if I see him in the field anymore. There's a lot of them um, chopping and changing the field here. There'll, there'll be horses that will be entered in two or three different races. Yeah. It looks like he um, might've
0: scratched out for it for a, yeah, a different so, cross entry.
1: Yeah. So we can put a line through that one. Yeah. So the one for me, uh, Persian force just if, if you if you YouTube its performance in the in the Brocklesby um, you can't fail but be impressed um, and it'll take it's going to take a good horse that'll finish uh, in front of Persian force on Tuesday
0: well I I mean I already see uh who my pick is here and that's because uh, I don't want to tell you I love my country so much if there is a bald eagle in front of me right now I'd fuck it the <laughs> Let's hope that late September, George R. Arnold shipping over from Kentucky uh, has this twenty-five to one shot. Uh, gets a a local jock up, Colin Keene. Listen, guys, do not tail me this week. I am literally just betting on xenophobic, nationalistic uh, lines. Uh, pretty much, just if I see any any tie to the United States, uh, that's that's who I'm betting. Uh, but I mean, a Munnings baby, uh, which is a good a good pedigree for for this sprint. Uh, as, as I like to say, Munnings. Babies will run in a parking lot on broken glass if they have to. They they just love the sprinting. So uh pretty good uh I don't know, maybe maybe late September and get it up, get you know, get up into the money and uh give me a little bit of thrill. But just figured I'd throw that out there. USA number one, all the way. Uh Mal, please. Please continue. Uh um Yeah,
1: just about the the American horses, there's obviously quite a lot, and I'm sure we'll touch on a few on a few others probably with better chances, but the this is a real international meeting. I know a lot of um, the big meetings worldwide are now. You get the, the Melbourne Cup uh, meeting in Australia where the there'll be a lot of Irish. The world's
0: a smaller and... place, you know? What can we say? Absolutely,
1: yeah. Uh, the Japanese have been doing so well lately. Um, they've had the winner of the Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe in Paris. Uh, the mm-hmm. French are always dangerous. They've got runners this week. Um, the Irish will have 10 winners at Ascot this week, you've just got to find them. Um and then the Americans, we will we'll get onto some Wesley Ward winners uh, in a little while. But yeah, this is a proper, a proper international field. And this is yeah, it's an interesting one. This I know there's um I've just been trying to find it when you were talking to us. So there's a horse called Something Munnings, uh, which is a hot favorite at Ascot, which I'm getting um is a Munnings baby like you say. Um so I'll try and track that down in a little while. If um if I can find it. But yeah, is Colin it... Keane's an Irish jockey who's come across. Um, and I don't know much about George R. Arnold or, uh, but it's just, it's just good to see them coming across and uh, getting involved.
0: You know, I, I, uh, when I see, when I see uh turf horses in America, and if the jockey has a remotely Irish sounding name, I'm usually often sold that this is a, uh, a turf winner uh, because I just, I have this stereotype in my head that Irish jockeys are good at the turf. I don't know what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, the Irish are born riding a horse. It's
0: ridiculous. So, yeah. Um, I, I come I, across. It's Fergal Lynch. Fergal Lynch was the first oh, one. Okay. That, yeah. I call yeah. it a Fergal Burgle uh, when he wins. Uh Yeah. Like I, I, I saw Fergal Lynch. I was like, okay, Irish name. He's going to win. Irish people know, yeah. know the turf. Know yeah. I you're know right. The
1: Colin, uh, Colin Keane. And it, the, the, I mean, that O'Brien family, you'll see. Uh, Aidan O'Brien, obviously the, the trainer, but Joseph O'Brien. Um, who used to ride um all of his winners, Aidan's kid, is now training winners. He looks about 11 years old. Um, he's a he's a big, tall, skinny drink of water. Um, but he comes, he'll he'll turn up now at the big meetings here at Newmarket in Epsom and places like that. Joseph O'Brien will just go wandering off with a big prize, it's just absolutely in the blood over there. Um, Alfred Munnings is the horse um, that I'm referring to. Okay. Um and now just can't um I can't find what race it's in. Um but yeah, Alfred Munins must be one one of those, um, and I think that's a, it's a lemon drop kid um, offspring as well, which mm-hmm. uh, the, the horse you were just talking about. Yeah, but yeah, we've got we've got some more American chances coming up. In fact, on the the Tuesday, um, before before we move on, the r- race three on the Tuesday um, is a race called the King's Stand um, Stakes, and this is where um, I think uh, USA has its. Uh, as it's best chance. Yeah. I was say, say, yeah you, best you,
0: chance tell to me win. It here. His. Golden, Golden yeah, Pal cool. is a stud. Golden Pal is an absolute stud. I, I mean, yeah. just as a race, not as a, necessarily as a handicapper, but as a racing fan, I, I love watching Golden Pal run. Uh, as a handicapper, I have tried to beat Golden Pal way too many times. That horse is just an absolute speedball on the on the front end. So you think this is probably the USA's best chance to, to pull off a pull off a miracle? <laughs>
1: Yeah well I don't think it's going to win um but I think in terms of yeah in terms of the the best uh, opportunity that that the USA has I, I found some uh, Wesley Ward specials actually if you um you can get 2 to 7 on Wesley Ward training one or more winner 7 to 4 about them training two or more 8 to 1 about them training um three or more winners um yeah Golden Pal it's a, it's a straight 5 furlongs And if you've watched Golden Pal I think it might have been the breeder's cup meeting um there was a one of those uh drone cameras above the gate and the gate's open and this thing it was three lengths clear after 10 yards I don't know. it's impossible come out the gate it's like it's been shot out of a cannon um and then obviously it's just it's just pedal to the metal then you jump you gets the heavy two out um and the thing just uh the thing just goes. there's a couple of really um interesting Australian runners uh, in this as well. Uh, the current favourite is a horse called Nature Strip, um, and there's a, there's another Aussie in there here. But I just think they're vulnerable. This is a, It's a stiff what we what we would call a stiff five furlongs at Ascot. It's not easy. And Golden Pal um, will win in the US because he's so far ahead, and you've got that turn to run. So they come off that turn, and it's hard for horses in behind to maintain the speed. You have to eat off a little bit to go around the turn, or you you'll run out the corner, you'll run out your skin. Um, and he pinch it off the turn and they just can't catch him. This is a um straight five furlongs, so it's a stiff five furlong. There's a little uphill finish. Golden pal will be in front. This will be an exciting race. Uh it yeah. won't be good for your hard. Golden pal will be in front, a furlong out still, and then you'll start to see him paddling, you'll start to see him coming up for air, and it's just whether or not he can hold on. Uh, As everything else uh, comes to get him, Um, I will put one up that I'll like, which is um, it's a 10 to 1 shot. The horses, Man of Promise, uh, 12 to 1, actually, you can find. I'm seeing some 14s as well. Uh, Man of Promise is another one of these Godolphin horses. It's another Charlie Appleby uh, and William Buick combination. Uh, He's at 10 to 1, uh, and I think he can run down uh, Golden Pal in the shadow of the post here.
0: Yeah also worth noting Golden Powell actually getting Belmont winning jock Irad Ortiz Jr yes. uh, up he's making the trip. I honestly I could see it not being a, a great decision to to bring an American jock for this. I mean it, it's definitely a running these these straights at at Ascot is definitely especially. When you see like half the field break to to one side, the other field yeah. just break to the other side like they're, they're no, having a jock that knows what's going on definitely helps. Uh I'm not sure if that's gonna that's gonna work out, but you can't say that Irad hasn't earned the opportunity to, to make the trip and, and ride in one of these these sort of races if, if Wes Ward feels confident in them.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a great big wide track. I mean, it must be 50 yards across. Uh yep. so they, they can end up all over the place. Um with regards to pace and draw on these straight races, because you're gonna get sort of fields of 24, fields of 30. Um it's it's more pace dependent than draw dependent. Um, you'll get a lot of courses in this country where you need to be if it's a 12-horse race, you need to be drawn low, you need to be drawn one to four, or conversely, you need to be drawn sort of twenty-six or upwards. Um you you need to be an ascot, you need to be where the pace is. Um you need to so the the winning horses will be around Golden Pal. Uh they'll be around nature, strip the Australian thing. Um so really you, the, the draw is completely random, you just get put in any old stall uh, out of a hat. And sure. it's really it's really you need to be where the where the rest of the pace is in the race rather than the actual number itself isn't as important because, like I say, it's such a wide expanse of uh grass uh that they're running up, and you haven't got the rail to help, which uh horses like Golden Pala used to they're used to um having that rail on the left-hand side which keeps them straight. So you'll see horses wandering about all over the place, especially the younger ones, the two-year-olds, yeah. inexperienced. Uh they just wander about all over the place, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's uh I, I gotta say, I, I think, I think golden is my best chance to win it for America, but Mal's got a bunch of other different horses. He, he called out that uh, some with some pretty good prices. We're going to take a quick break on the notorious TV. When we come back, we're going to jump through some of the rest of the races through the week. We've got races from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, pretty much the entire week, except for Monday, because, uh, I mean, if we weren't off on Monday, how would Mel mal recuperate from uh, his Belmont winnings and uh, 48 premium lager performance afterwards? Right. So we'll be right back uh, with more uh, Notorious O.T.V. on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Gentlemen, Father's Day is just around the corner and our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure all the father figures out there are looking like daddy material this June manscaped's performance package 4.0 which includes their signature lawnmower 4.0 is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair from head to toe this right here is no dad joke treat him and yourself and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust manscaped with this exclusive offer get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code sgp at manscaped.com trust me his dad bod will thank you Listen, just because your dad looked like he was wearing a sweater all year with matching fur Speedo doesn't mean that you have to look like it also. That's why you have to pick up this new lawnmower 4.0 and this package that Manscaped is offering. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code SGP. Shake what your mama gave you? Nah, shake what your daddy gave you. Welcome back to the notorious OTB. Once again, I'm your host Chase Das, the Wolf of Oakland, and once again, still I have with me Malcolm Bamford, uh, my my UK Horse Sharp, which is a uh, three words I came up with that don't really feel great rolling off the tongue, but that's what I'm going to call him for now. Uh can't backtrack. I'm all gas, no brakes with UK Horse Sharp, Malcolm Bamford. All right, moving on. Uh, save me from myself here. Let's go ahead and get to Wednesday and take a look at the Prince of Wales Stakes, a Group One, uh, smaller field for uh, for you know uh, the Ascot meet, but uh, a very good field. I, I can see a few names that I I reckon, uh, recognize in here. I'm really interested to hear who you like.
1: Yeah, this is a this is a proper race. The, the, you do get uh, these smaller fields for the Grade ones. The the handicaps are an absolute lottery, but this this is a. Uh, a select a select field here so there's there's eight of them uh it's a mile and a quarter um and yeah these are horses and connections and trainers that you'll be very familiar with there's it there's uh international field you've got uh the french have got one here joseph o'brien who i just talked about Aidenson mm-hmm. uh has one here horse called state arrest you've got the japanese here uh, with a horse called share which one um in the Emirates last time. I can't remember if it was Dubai or Medan or Saudi. That neck of the woods, anyway. Uh Japan, they, they won a good, a good prize there. Um, and then you've got the the establishment figure, sir, Michael Stout, uh and Willie Haggis, as well as Aiden O'Brien. So you have a little father-son face off here. Um state of rest for me, the Joseph O'Brien horse. That's the one I've got um as my standout here. Round about a five to one chance at the minute. One last time. Uh, in the Pre-Ganier, uh, which is a race in Paris. Um, the the favourite, and the one we're trying to get beat here, is the horse called Bay Bridge, which is the Michael Stout horse. Um, could have the X Factor, um, this, but he, he's improved so much over a short space of time. I think at some point it's going to catch up. The horse won off a, a mark of 90 recently. We talked about handicapping. Every horse in this country is given a mark. So if you enter a handicap, you run off that mark. And then all the other hand horses will be handicapped around you. So if you if you run off ninety chase and I'll run off ninety two, uh, you'll carry two pounds fewer than me. Um, ah. So Baybridge went off ninety uh, fairly recently. Um, has won five races in a row. It's now um, rated hundred and twenty one. So it's gone up thirty one pounds, um, which is what two and a half stone. Um, so yeah. that I mean for a horse to improve two and a half stone, um, that's uh, it's really. It, it's exploded its form i just think that um i don't i don't know if it's a group 1 horse like i say it has been it's a, it's been good handicapping. um but yeah i just i think it's vulnerable is the word i've written down uh and i think it's vulnerable to this uh, state of rest i think it's been slightly disrespected for um for its form the that pre degane win um it's a ho- it's out of star spangled banner uh, so we have a little usa uh, reference in there, Chase, if that helps you back it,
0: yeah. Uh, so that yeah, one for me, it will, yeah. References to, <laughs> to songs, uh, referencing the flag, always a bet, always a bet, yeah. So, yeah, state arrest at five to
1: one. I can say a little bit of six to one as well. Uh, so that'll be the one for me, uh, in this one.
0: So, uh, you mentioned the weight, I, I feel I, I curious to ask uh what you think of grand glory uh it looks like the horse coming in with the carrying the lowest amount of rate of weight in this race and yeah i think that it probably factors pretty well over that 10 furlong distance um well with this being a grade one then this is so this isn't a handicap so they all carry the
1: same weight ah, what okay. what grand glory has there is the sex allowance um ah, which grade, okay. two, two great words so she'll get a what three pound or yeah mm-hmm. i think she'll get a three pound um, sex allowance. So, all the Colts are carrying nine stone two, uh, and Grand Glory will be carrying eight stone 13, uh, for being a filly or a mayor.
0: Uh, she's a mayor, yeah, she's six years old now, making her a mayor. So, yeah, yeah, that's what that is. Uh, sex allowance. It's actually some people like to think that I make my money podcasting. I'm gonna hear to tell you it's sex allowance. I've sex been, allowance. I've been cashing sex allowance checks for, for a while <laughs> now. Um, also sex stipend, I'll take sex stipend money as well. Yeah. but... Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, maybe Glink, but I mean, gets the weight allowance for sorry, the the sex allowance gets to carry a little bit less weight. I've always I'm a I'm one of these people that uh, believes in weight, but also thinks that I might be personally full of shit. Like I've seen I've been able to cash on weight angles in the United States, especially when tracks get wet. I'll go back through and I'll look through the the results and be like, all right, are they carrying more weight or less weight? Are they carrying more weight? And sometimes you'll find where like heavier horses uh, will have a little bit of an edge there in terms of like the the amount of weight that they're carrying. Those heavier horses will actually do better over like a wet surface or a soft turf surface. Um, Do you see this ascot surface as necessarily being beneficial to uh you know the horses carrying more weight maybe maybe uh you know they need that to get a little bit more traction or maybe you know it's a little bit firmer surface and these lighter you know lighter horses can kind of skip over the over the surface do you i mean is that one of those things you're not really going to know until the the races start actually running this week
1: yeah the the weight angle i would only use obviously in those big handicaps so in the big handicaps you'll have the the top one number one will be carrying sort of 10 stone and then the bottom one could be carrying eight stone two there could be a sort of a 20 pound swing sure. um and they tell you and this is what I don't get like I have to take this on trust because horse people will tell you that sort of a one pound of weight is the equivalent of sort of a, a length in distance uh over a mile or so um Ooh. so in that situation horse number one is 20 lengths better um than horse number 20 um, yeah. And that's how it works. The whole point is the idea is they're all meant to finish at the same time. That's what makes right. it exciting. That's why we have handicap racing every time. So again, if I run against you over 100 metres, I assume you'd beat me by about 25 metres. The next time I'll make you carry a bag of bricks or something and it'll be a little bit closer. That's the general uh, gist of it. So, But in terms of the, the track and the going, it's going to be firm this week. Um, okay. There's quite a few, quite a few horses um, have dropped out. There's one in the Gold Cup we're going to get to um, that won't run because of the going uh but yeah the, the that that wouldn't factor into my to my handicap and certainly in terms of the track um it would just be trying to find something that's well weighted
0: uh in these massive priced handicaps okay now so we're gonna move on to wednesday and we've got the ascot gold cup and uh there is a name here that uh i mean if you just follow horse racing you you definitely know uh, which is Stradivarius, uh, which has had yeah. some very strong races in Ascot Pass. I remember watching Stradivarius just kind of freak last year uh, for for a big performance. Um, is anyone beating Stradivarius? Uh, it's shocking to me as the the casual UK racing fan that uh, the, this actually isn't the the you know the the current favorite uh, in this race, uh, which goes to uh, was it Caprius uh, uh, for yes. for Aiden O'Brien as opposed to Stradivarius for uh, uh, John Gosden with uh, Frankie Dettori up.
1: Yeah, the, the the thing with Stradivarius is he's this kind of race. This is this is the two and a half miler. This is the feature race, the Ascot Gold Cup, and these are the horses that you can follow. These are the, this is what makes the the longer distance races, and this is why jumps racing in this country is so popular. Is that you can follow these horses throughout their career. Um, the the flat races they all go to stud after three. Uh, you won't see like, your Triple Crown winners, your Derby winners, things like right. that. You 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 won't see them run at four. You can follow. I mean, Stradivarius is eight years old now. Um yep. I think it won its very first race. I live in I'm in Newcastle, uh up in northeast England, and we have a our track, which is about a mile that direction. Um, and we have a one mile straight uh dirt course, which is the only one in Europe. Um, so a lot of the good trainers bring their good horses here. Um it's a kind of a schooling thing in Stradivarius and there's a horse called Enable as well. I don't know if you know that Philly. Uh, I yep. think she won that the, uh, the pre de Swim. She won on debut. Um here at Newcastle as well. And um, so Stradivarius is now 8 years old. Um keeps winning. Uh won um at York uh, last month 34 days ago she won the uh, the Gold Cup there. He sorry. Um yeah and it's um it's just the, the the age. Like I say it's it's 8 so can you find a younger horse um that c- can improve past uh, Stradivarius which is where uh, the favourite, Kiprios comes in, which is this Aiden O'Brien horse. Uh, Kyprios is only four, um, has won both its start this year. So it's improving. It's a Galileo, um, which uh, probably yeah. the yeah the global uh, best sire. Um, so, yeah, you're just seeing if you can get one of these younger horses uh, to turn over the older horse. The, the horse that won't go, which was probably the best uh, marathon horse in the country, is a horse called Shan. Um, mm-hmm. That's not going to run uh, because it needs a bit of rain and there's no rain forecast. Um, so, yeah, tricky this one. Stradivarius or um, Tushin. I, I think Kyprios. Uh, Kiprios is the one I've gone for. I do like Stradivarius. Um, again, I just think he's vulnerable. He'll run his race, absolutely. The horse is bomb-proof. Uh, doesn't know how to run a bad race. Um, but it, I think
0: Kyprios might improve enough uh, to be able to get past it. Also, what Stradivarius has going for it is has a very simple uh, jockey silks, so I will be able to keep track of this horse the the entire race, uh, which, thank you. Uh, Thank you to uh, John Gosden for that one, uh, or I guess for the connections. But uh, I'm looking through this, and this is just kind of occurring to me. I feel like there's a shocking lack of Shadwell horses this year i was looking like just through the first few races i you know i've seen I, I you know recognize the shadwell silks and it seems like they just don't have as many as they typically do i'm i'm used to like five different shadwells running in some of these larger races or am i just uh a mouthy Colin or uh you know uh mouthy um, uh good
1: yeah i'm short answers i don't know uh i mean you yeah tax the-
0: what's going on they get busted
1: Maybe, yeah. The uh, the Shadwell stud's still going, and the, that uh, Bayeed, the horse, um, in the first race, the talking horse, the, the one to four uh, favorite. I think that's a sh- that's um, come from the Shadwell stud, but um, yeah. no, apart from that, um, no, I don't really know. You probably see more of them in the in the group one and the grade one races rather than the big handicaps. The big handicaps are more of a free for all where you will get a, a, a smaller trainer in a, a family owned horse rather than these big. Uh, these big conglomerates, like Aidan O'Brien and the, the Coolmore regime, and then uh, the, the Shadwell horses and the Godolphin horses uh, tend to hoover up these grade ones. But no, no, no real reason for that. Um, I hadn't picked up on that, Chase, uh, so I will keep my eyes peeled see see what's happening there this week.
0: There was someone someone put out a – it was like a – I mean, it's just like a meme video uh, last year. It's the the Russian guy who's being interviewed in the nightclub that breaks in a dance, and it was someone who was like, you know, I bet my – guy. Got taken out day one. You know, I bet this source, of course, the other Shaddy wins. And, uh, yeah. you know, and the, the reporter's like, well, what are you going to do the next day? It's Like day two. And then he starts doing the. So that's uh, me talking <laughs> through a meme and taking all of the humor out of it uh, completely. Uh, so you're welcome. <laughs> no, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, you know, uh, I got to be clinical with things. So we're going to take a real quick. Uh, Actually, no, no, we're going to keep going. We're going to power through through Friday. And then uh, we're going to hit a break before we get into the Platinum Jubilee Stakes. So moving on to Friday, let's look at the Commonwealth Cup, uh, another one that you kind of picked out for us. Another one of the Group Ones. Um, I can tell you, folks, I had to scroll a lot to see all the names in this race. This is a massive one. Uh, who's going to come out of this fray?
1: Yeah, this is a. Like you see, it's a Group One. It's six furlongs, twenty-four. Uh, declared <laughs> a field of twenty-four to get through. <laughs> um between that I, I handicap baseball every day for the uh, Sports gambling podcast network. So between handicapping all the baseball and then races like this, um it suddenly absolutely cross eyed. So it's no wonder um, I had to drink 42 pints of premium lager last night just to uh just of wine yeah, probably yeah absolutely yeah um yeah so this is a um yeah big Big field again, all off level weights. You'll see them all there off, uh, nine stone two till we get down to number 17, uh, the Phillies. Um, and again, you've got a horse there. Number 17 just caught my eye called Floatus. uh, another star spangled banner. Uh, so there's a, a little American link there for you. Um, there we go. Th- there's a few in here. The Irish one caught my eye, horse called twilight jet, um, which is, uh, trained by Michael O'Callaghan. Um, he finished really close behind the favourite. The favourite today is a horse called Perfect Power, um, which is a... Um, it's written by uh, Christophe or the, the French jockey. Uh, Northern Raider, um, Richard Farhead trains. Not far away from me, actually. Perfect Power is the favourite at 9 to 2. Twilight Jet's twice the price. You can get 9 to 1 currently about Twilight Jet. Um, but he did... Uh, he finished really close behind him in a race called the Middle Park, which is one of our big two-year-old races. So I think there's some improvement uh, to come from twilight jet and at twice the price. I think you uh, say, uh, he's worth an interest. The other one is, uh, if you look at the colors, uh, this is all tying together. Oh, number four, horse called eras. That's um, the first VHR. shatty I've seen.
0: Yeah. There you
1: go. Yeah. Uh, trained by Richard Hannon who we've name checked already and ridden by Jim Crowley. Um, really immature. This horse, um, has been the penny just starting to drop. I don't think it's straightforward either. Um, He'll arrive late on the scene. Don't expect to see this horse until the last start of furlong. But I think if um, if he's learned um, since his since his last run, I think it can feature late on. So they would be the two for me. I think we can get the favourite beat. Um, you, you don't want to I mean, be taking a four to one favourite uh, in a twenty four runner race. Uh, right. So I think we'll take the, we'll take Eras at eight and we'll take Twilight Jet uh, around about
0: nine. And I'm gonna throw in Slipstream uh, ten to one. Uh, I listen. I'm not sure if I. I'm not sure if America claims Christophe Clement. if an America can claim a Christophe Clement horse, even though this one has been running in the United States, listen, you wear that shade of pink in your, in your chinos, in your trousers that often, uh, then you are just undeniably French. I feel like if you roll out in a nice salmon, hued pants, then you're probably, you, you don't really count for the, the America bet, but, uh, I don't know. I'm going to throw it out there. I'll go ahead and say Christophe Clamont, based on absolutely nothing. I would like to remind everybody not to tell me this week. <laughs> Do not tell me when it comes to Royal Ascot. Please listen to my guest. All right, moving well, on. One it. of the
1: one of the things about Ascot though, Chase is, it, everybody's trying. No one's to. You, you get a lot of weak demons here where people are trying to tank the horses for another day. Everyone's right. trying at Ascot. So if you if you pick a name out of a hat, it's it's there with a chance, like. um. Something will win this week. You, you can often get a special bet. We talked about the Queen's hat earlier on. You can often talk, get a bet on um what the biggest price of the is gonna be, the biggest price winner. And, and mm. I always like to take it so over 33 to one, because something will pop up uh, at 33s, 40s, 50s, even bigger. There will be one fancy price winner. Um, so if you want to put, put um pick names out of a hat, um you've got every chance as everybody else likes. So yeah, don't uh, don't let that put
0: you off, mate. Listen with it's kind of like a rich strike winning the winning the Kentucky Derby. Uh, there are a there million. Go, yeah. There are typically a million variables in any horse race. Now, when you put twenty of them together, just multiply that million by another million. There are that many variables, and sometimes uh, just the perfect thing can happen to get some of these long shots up. And there's a reason why these races play pay can just astronomically sometimes. Uh, all right. Let's see Coronation Stakes. Once again, another Group One. Uh, this one's also on uh, I believe uh Friday is that right Yeah yeah Friday yeah, uh, race four on Friday four uh, if you're an yeah. American fan you you recognize Pizza Bianca who uh, won at the Breeders Cup uh, last year. actually, people thought that maybe Pizza Bianca had what won uh on, on kind of a gift trip that the everything just kind of fell to it but the horse actually had a really good uh, race whenever it uh it ran back uh, a couple weeks ago at Pimlico uh so interesting to see uh, uh Pizza Bianca over here uh but I'll let you go ahead and tell me who I actually need to be paying attention to because I'm seeing Pizza Bianca at 16 to 1 currently so this is a one mile race
1: uh, for the Phillies um this is uh and there's a there's quite a an impressive field here being collected. You've got um, the favourite is um, a horse called Homeless Songs, uh, which is the Irish runner. Um, He, uh, she, sorry, uh, won the um, Irish 1,000 guineas. So the 1,000 guineas is the first um, classic of the year. You have your Derby, Preakness, Belmont three. We'll have the, the guineas, then the Epsom Derby. Uh, and then the St. Ledger. And the Guineas is for the Phillies. The 1,000 Guineas is for the Phillies. So Homeless Songs won the Irish 1,000 Guineas. Yep. Uh, Caché, who was here, won our uh, 1,000 Guineas. Um, and then there's a horse called Inspiral, which is um, at the top of the market as well. And for for Americans who,
0: who don't know what the you know the Guineas races are, the winner is paid 1,000 guinea Pigs um is how is how that works that's uh americans you're welcome for that explanation uh you will bring that up next time in front of british friends uh they will be really impressed
1: that is entirely correct i can vouch for that yes in one <laughs> one big sack one big sack of guinea pigs um yeah, it's so much it's, it's,
0: funnier when you imagine them in a sack though that's great pigs. I'm a sick man because I'm now I'm imagining taking a sack of guinea pigs and just slamming against a brick wall. Oh my god, I can't oh, believe mate. I just said that out loud. Can't believe I just said that out loud. Um
1: it's taking a dark turn suddenly. Um yeah. in spiral's here. She was the champion <laughs> juvenile last year. Uh yeah. Um, but she's been off, she's had a few problems. So uh a highly anticipated return for Inspiral, and then you've got some other stuff in like Pizza Bianca. Um, who is uh, one of these American uh, raiders over here. Another Christoph Clement in his um, salmon pink pants. There's a horse called Discoveries, um, Irish horse trained by Jessica Harrington. Uh, and Jessica Harrington knows how to get them ready. I think Discoveries has got a chance. Yeah, this was, I struggled to work this out. Um, it was, I'm not sure I was good enough um, to, to work out a winner here. Uh, the one I've got me little box around is Discoveries. Uh who is 12 to 1, you can find at the moment. Um, are really well-bred. The family always step up. Her family, traditionally, uh, the horse, not the trainer, step up on their two-year-old form. Uh, so she's got some decent two-year-old form. Jessica Harrington is very, very shrewd. Um, and there's just there's some question marks about um, about these top ones, these fancy ones. So Homeless Songs, um, if it's firm, I don't think she'll run, actually. Um, if you wanted to back one of the others at the top of the market here homeless songs is a 5 to 4 favorite i don't think she's going to go so if you want to back in spiral at 2 to 1 or 5 to 2 she's going to be a fraction of that price when homeless songs comes out uh, this race is next friday so uh, by wednesday or thursday this thing come out and you could have great value on in spiral um we don't, question marks over inspired, like I've just mentioned, uh, Caché, exactly the same. So I thought we'd take a bit of a bit of a price with discoveries, uh, and like I say, if Homeless of the songs come out, uh, Discovery certainly won't be twelve to one either. Uh, she could be going off five six to one by next Friday, so uh, worth a punt at a bit of a bigger price chase.
0: You know what i I found it. I found my horse here. It's going to be Spinderella. Uh, at 12 to 1, grand motion, uh, horse uh, who gets William Buick after uh, after shipping across the pond. And uh, I mean, the horses ran well at uh, at Keeneland, uh, also at Gulfstream on the turf. Uh, if it's a little bit firmer, are uh, you familiar yeah. with the Gulfstream turf?
1: I'm um, no, that's um, I wasn't sure if you'd uh, mispronounced it. No, but what's the Dave? Can I guess? Is it
0: it's the derf uh, it's just uh, it's turf that's pretty much just hard dirt. That's how we that's what we call the Gulfstream turf course. it's never right. It's not really turf. It's just it's derf. It's uh, a yeah. hard Exactly. Uh, the hard scrabble. All right. So we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to get into Saturday. Uh, the, the, what should be the big, you know, the big race day for, uh, for Ascot when we've got, the Platinum Jubilee Stakes, she didn't show up for the plat- for, for the Platinum Jubilee. You bet your sweet ass the Queen is going to be at the Platinum Jubilee Stakes, though. So we're going to take a quick break, pay some bills, and I will be right back with Malcolm Bamford here on the Notorious O.T.V., brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. welcome back to the notorious otb i've had malcolm bamford here and he's been telling us all about who to keep our eye on this week at ascot i tell you just watch these ascot races if you never have before this is one of the coolest racing events uh on the planet pretty much it's got to be it's got to be in the top three quite honestly I, i probably would put it in the top two uh but yeah uh we are moving on to the platinum jubilee stakes this saturday uh the queen this is Lime Green Day, by the way. This is Lime oh, Green okay. Day. That's I her power that color. It's like Tiger wearing red on Sunday. The Queen, whenever she puts on the lime green, watch the fuck out. That's how I feel.
1: <laughs> she um she has a runner in this. Uh the horse is called King's Lynn. Uh, mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with the, the Queen's colors, the I want to say purple. The, it won't be purple. There'll be a stupid British word for that color, and it won't be purple. I don't know what it'll be—heliotrope or something. <laughs> it. but it's very, it's very purple. Good. It's purple with red sleeves. Yeah. It won't be red either. I'm gonna—I might have to Google that. It. Um, it's purple with red sleeves, and she has gold. Yeah. Again, the, what's the word for that kind uh, of gold?
0: Crossbars. I, I don't know. Kind it's, of things. Pump, and it's plum. The plum. Plum passion purple. Plum passion purple yep. with gold crossbars. And uh, quick, I don't know, just red, just red sleeves. That's what it's called. Red, but the um, what I like most
1: about the Queen's racing colors is the um tassel on the cap. Um, no. if you notice, she'll have a black cap, but they always have the gold tassel. Um, nice. so oh, yeah, it's classy touch. Um, I've just googled the colors, but I can't find the fancy name for them. Not important, we'll crack on. So, yeah, Kingsley, uh, is the Queen's owner in this. Um, this is there's a lot of horses in here. Um, who were entered or are entered in the King's Stand, the race we talked about earlier on. Golden Pal uh, is back in. So mm-hmm. Wesley was brought It's all the way here. Uh, might as well get, get it running, get his value <laughs> for money. So um, yeah. this race is a bit further. This is uh, six furlongs. So if I didn't think Golden Pal was going to get home over five furlongs, um, he's definitely going to, not going to get home over six. Um, Nature Strip, the Aussie, is in here as well. Uh, a horse called Home Affairs. Uh, Is the favourite the 92 favourite? Home affairs is um, another one of these uh, Godolphin things. Yeah, this is a a tricky, a tricky business. Currently, 33 entered. Um, I know I don't the one 33 won't run. I think this is the safety limit of either 30 or it might be 24. Um, So all 33 won't go anyway. Um, I like some fancy price ones here. There's a horse called Artorias. which is one of these Aussie things. uh, And it chased home the flying machine nature strip um, last time. That's really interesting. You get 16 to one about Artorias. And then a horse called Dragon Symbol at 25 to one. It's gone to a new trainer, Dragon Symbol. Trainer called Roger Varian, uh, who knows what Mm -hmm. he's doing over here. And last time um, Dragon Symbol ran, didn't look fit. Looked like they were getting it ready for something. And these... These kind of races are something that you can aim at three or four months out. And Dragon Symbol was fat in fact last time out. Uh, but I think he's got a lot of ability. And Roger Varian um is a shrewd trainer. So yeah, a couple of a couple of bigger priced ones here. Artorius, uh, the Australian challenger at sixteen to one, and Dragon Symbol at twenty five to one. It's really hard to weigh up this international form. I mean, it's you you yeah. sit down and try and handicap a race at Bo or wherever. Yeah. Uh, and it's not a straightforward thing to do. You now try and equate form it's Melbourne in Australia and do right. a form line through something at Aqueduct and then something at Newcastle here and something right. at Paris in France. Uh and then tell me what's what to like. So um but this is this is top level racing. These are these are grade one races, like so that pay your money and take your choice.
0: Oh yeah, it's like it's like having a World Cup every single year for uh for uh horse racing. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, for me it, especially like evaluating Euros whenever they come to race in the United States is always so hard because if you look at an American, an American racing forum, they don't have, I I don't have a speed figure. I don't have fractional times. I don't have anything like that. I find that I have to mostly, and this might just end up being the way that I, if I ever try to uh, stand on my own feet uh, as a proud American and not just uh, suck off the teat of the crown with Malcolm Bamford here, giving me, (laughs) giving me winners, uh, I'd probably be a little bit more replay uh, heavy. Uh, And maybe use uh, some, some tools like a thorough graphs. I I use thorough graphs usually to evaluate uh, UK runners because they give you kind of like a holistic form number to, to give you something that actually is comparable on a scale uh, to, to an American horse. Like that's my thing is I just need to see everybody graded on the same scale. People have big fights about speed figures. I don't give a fuck as long as the speed figure is relatable to itself. And it's not just insane. Then, uh, yeah, I could use any speed figure out there, but uh, for this week, uh... this
1: is one of the things here, though, we, um, we've we been chatting for an hour now, and that's the first mention of speed figures. And we've talked already before when we've yeah. talked with Sean and Ryan and stuff is that, um, you will immediately go into your speed figures, your buyer figures, and they get, that just doesn't, yeah, crop come into a British handicap. All my mates, all, all if we go to the races, we're all gamblers, it just doesn't end up. I watch one of my go to. Uh, programs about the horse racing, a show a 90 minute show and um, breaking down all the ascot races not a mention, and these are the, like three of the top brains in british racing breaking stuff down no yeah. mention of speed figure. it's just a different way of of handicapping stuff you talk the first thing you said about we the people was the fraction for that first quarter and again would not have come on my radar of things to look yeah. at ever um yeah. it's, it's just it's a, a, a totally different
0: way of doing stuff it's cultural it's. It seems. It. What. I mean. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but the. The. It seems like the UK way of handicapping is so much more visual and form based. Like you're. You're wondering yeah. how. Where the. Where the horse is. You know. Performing in its form cycle. How it. You know. How it's looking. How it's training. How it's. You know. It's so very much visual. Visual. And I don't know what it, yeah. it is about us. Like you guys are like jazz, and we're like you know playing playing you know some stuffy classical music at a at a conservatory where it's just like we're so like focused in on on times and fractions and things like that the eye test means a little bit but like yeah i i mean i wouldn't know what to do without in american racing without having those those numbers because i'm so kind of it's not how i make my picks but it helps me decide who is going to contend and then i do a lot more to get to my picks but yeah it's it's completely different you guys i'm telling you you got to get on this it's great it's you know Math. Math solves a lot.
1: Yeah, I think I'd rather just... Uh, Sean always... Make, when, when Sean hasn't done his research for something, he says, I'm a gut handicapper. And that's code for... I haven't actually looked at this. I'm just going to make a pick. Uh, so I think... <laughs> um, I, I think gut handicapping is uh, is the way forward rather than looking at the actual numbers.
0: Now, I mean... I. I also, I mean, there are certain things that like the eye test will point me towards a horse, just like looking at the last thing, especially because sometimes, I mean, speed figures aren't infallible is the thing is uh, sometimes the speed figures kind of get it get it wrong or, uh, you know, you'll you'll toss a a horse will run slow against like a bias or anything. So I have to take what I know about the bias and what I saw with the bias and apply it to how the horse is running and everything. And I have a theory on how you came up with uh, with Moe Donegal and uh, and Nest, by the way. I think you saw the Rapoli blue and orange and you're like, oh, these! I'll take the two Aiden O'Briens. I'll take the two Aiden O'Brien. Yeah. Um, I'm kidding. This man's an excellent handicapper here across the pond. Easy the out. Actually, uh,
1: just to see uh, the, on the speed figure thing, our yeah. tracks are so different. Yes. That it's almost impossible to compare the two. You've got somewhere like Newcastle here. It's a great big galloping track. It's a mile and a half round. Um, right. And it's a great big wide open space. Chester. Is seven furlongs round, it's like a big dog track. Um, yep. they're always on the turn, they're never not turning left. Right. Um, there's no straight to speak of at all at Chester. Um, and then you've got um horses going uh, right handed, left handed, up and down hills. You see, some of them, um, when you watch it on the TV, you don't necessarily see the the hills and the valleys that these things tackle. If you go to Carlisle or Chepstow, I don't know how they get up the bloody hill. It's like a one in four gradient. Like it's absolutely wow. ridiculous. So if you're trying to tell me how a horse ran over the first two furlongs at Newcastle to over the first two uphill furlongs at Chepstow, the two things just don't equate. Like right. um, and our horses, don't just park up at one track for three months on end. And race there. They true. will. They'll ship out. They'll be in the horse box, and they'll be going all over the country. It's a tiny country. You can get everywhere you want in four or five hours. Um, and so, yeah, that's a that is a big thing. Um, I have found Chase the official description of the Queen's racing colours. If you want oh, this, um, I really want it. Um, yeah, let's a, hear. I was right with purple, but it does get better. So they are purple, gold braid, oh. scarlet oh. sleeves, black velvet cap, gold fringe. Ooh. I, I hope it's it like has actual gold. gold.
0: Actual actual yeah, yeah, French yeah. would make it even better. Yep. Uh, which am might I mean I can't rule that out. I mean, they're they're a monarchy for the love of God. Um man, so the the only the only track that we have in the United States that actually compares to some of these uh you know British courses is uh Kentucky Downs. Uh it, it actually it undulates, is what I my favorite okay. thing to say about it. It's it, it's yeah, undulated yeah. It goes uphill, downhill. Uh they have it's kidney shaped. Uh, the only kidney shaped yes. track Beautiful. and uh, the straight, you know, the the straight on the uh, on the, you know, the home straight towards the finish always reminds me of Monty Python because it's so long that they have to go to multiple cameras. And so you'll see all these horses make the <laughs> turn and they'll be coming down the straight. And you're like, oh wow, they're getting close to the finish. And then they cut to the second camera, and they're the exact same sp- space, you know, running as fast <laughs> as they can. So it always reminds me of a uh, Monty Python. Holy, is that holy a, is that
1: normal flat racing? Then is that just standard flat
0: racing as well? Uh no, I think th- it's all all ends up going around a turn and also around, you know, up and down the hills and every everything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't think that they have any jumps uh, at at Kentucky Downs. The only place I can think of that has jumps uh, is very rarely, uh, at uh, Belmont and Saratoga, like at the very beginning of the car, yeah. they'll, they'll have a jumps race. And then, uh, Colonial Downs, which uh, I think was open previously closed, and now they're just trying to do a reboot of it, um, has uh, pretty good turf rating racing, but they actually have uh, uh, jumps there too. It's uh, yeah, it's just oh, two different worlds, but
1: that's what you get. Yeah, we, you have, we, we have a couple of, of two two of my funkiest. We have it, there's a track here. Um, which is a figure of eight. Um, so they'll, they'll sort of go and cross the intersection in the middle. They'll head out yeah. and turn left-handed to go round, the, And then Hamilton Park, uh, up just over the Scottish border there, mm-hmm. um, is a loop. So they'll start in front of you at the winning post, head off right, mm-hmm. um, get to the top. And then there's a little loop and they'll run round the loop and come back down the straight. So, they, so they'll go up the straight, run round the loop and come back down the straight. So you get to see them go past you twice uh Hamilton Park so
0: yeah all kinds of different funky things I've never realized before today just how much of a boring imagination lacking people we are that's it this is what you know what America when we threw the tea in the harbor sure we bought our freedom we bought our you know <laughs> we got away from tyranny but you know what they they have open minds to turn and things like that whereas we just go you lost your loops. Left. that's what you lost yeah that's what we gave up when we threw the tea in the harbor. We lost the loops. Oh man, Mal! Mal, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, if you don't know, Mal's a co-host with me on the uh, the Zed Run uh, Handicap uh, Gambling Podcast with Scott Bowser. Uh, how is your Zed uh, stable looking these days?
1: I remain so far out my depth that I don't know where the shore is. Um, yeah, I've got the one horse, and I've worked, I think I've worked him out. I know how to when he can win. I know how. Or when he doesn't win, I have mm. no um, idea what to do with this information. <laughs> so that's going to
0: that's good. That's going to be the next part of the journey. I know something. How do I use it? Listen, I'm I'm on the come up as a Zed uh, trainer. Like I've got my I've got my barn oh. clicking. Yeah, I figured out the code to put in like uh, all sorts of weird race day medications that are supposed to be out of their system by the time they run. Uh, just really nice. just a Bob Baffert in the making is what I am. Uh, just a silver haired fuck who's out here. Do it out here in these Z streets but also i mean you can catch mal on uh the, the the mlb gambling podcast also i believe which i gotta tell you i i know you hear this all the time it's mind bending uh that you handicap it's the mlb epic, that is it
1: that is an epic grind yeah um yeah it's it still blows my mind a little bit i still feel a little bit embarrassed that um americans have to listen to me talk about baseball um but there's just so much of it. Like I know they say, like if you live in London, you're never more than six feet away from a rat. But with the MLBs, you're never more than three hours away from an MLB game. Right. Um, so right. it's just relentless handicapping the fifty. But that's what we're here for. With Dgens, like you need something to keep your uh, Dgen brain going. So even as we've been talking now, I've checked my DraftKings uh, MLB lineup, three fantasy teams, and then all my picks for the uh, MLB gambling podcast. So um, yeah, it never stops me.
0: And uh, you do a little bit of writing too, uh, I believe. I mean, I've seen uh, some a few things that you've put up on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, of course. But uh, I, I believe you're also writing for a few other places, correct? Uh, no, no, uh, okay, no, I do. <laughs> Short answer, no, I am um, no. Just, i uh, the sports. am gonna fire my research out. department after this one. By the way, yeah, they just yeah, they please. really let me down there.
1: I was the horse racing guy on the MLB gambling podcast until you came along with your fancy schmancy winners. You came <laughs> along with your winners. I've got, I've got funny, I say funny things in a silly accent. That was my thing. You turned up and you picked winners and, uh, you've yeah. served me it's not good
0: the thing is if, if i give out enough uh winners people will overlook just the the crazy and lack of hygiene uh that i bring to the table you know that's that's the trade-off uh i've found but uh thank you for saying that by the way it's uh after getting just uh for lack of better terms dick punched at belmont yesterday it's always it's always <laughs> nice getting getting the kind word thank you mal very nice of you you're welcome mate but That is it for us at the Notorious OTB. Uh, You can always follow me on Twitter, at of Oaklawn. I'm always there being abrasive. Give the show a follow, at Notorious underscore OTB. Uh, Give my guest here, Mal. Give Mal a follow. Mal, rattle off that handle for us, buddy.
1: It's Mal underscore B underscore sport
0: you're so much better at making handles than I am of Oakland, I don't even, I don't even know how that happened. I think I was just like, yeah, sure. That works. Um, but yeah, that is it. Give Mal, uh, you know, if you're an MLB fan, give, give Mal a follow, check out some of his picks. Uh, you know, uh, you can even see how he's doing on, on the tally side, I believe. Uh, you see how all right. uh, we all yeah. do on it, on everything. Uh, I, I might be uh USFL totals Jesus. I'm going to throw that out there. Um, but yeah, uh, give him a, give him a, Give him a follow, uh, check him out. I can't thank him enough for uh, for coming in on recording this on a Sunday after he drank um, uh, his weight in premium loggers. it sounds like. So, uh, yes. man, God bless you. And I, I know it's late where you are, so I'll, I'll let you uh, get off to bed if, if that's what you need to do. Or I don't know if it's another logger night.
1: No, God, no. <laughs> God, no. Uh, no, I will be retiring soon. I have some kind of uh, little purple soft drink here, which is trying to make me recover. Um yeah. but no, thank you very much, Chase. It's been an absolute I've been looking forward to this all week. Um, because we have lots of fun on the Zed Run Gambling Podcast with Bowser, Bob, he's a proper character. Uh and I really enjoyed the Belmont show that we did with Sean and Ryan. So I've been looking forward to talking to you uh this week, and it hasn't disappointed. Um I mean you're the man who's made me in my car listen to a disc golf podcast. So it's...
0: so all If right, I especially... die
1: tomorrow, they can't they can't take that away from you, Chase. You you've made me
0: do that. It's obs- I I hate all right I'm gonna tout, tout for a moment here because I I have been crushing the AUDL Ultimate Frisbee Professional League yeah that's right I said it I you know I played it I played it in college and uh, it just like when I found out that you could bet on it it was just like uh, uh my 22 year old stoned out of my mind fantasies all just like came true at at one moment where it's like oh my god I can bet on I can bet on this like never did I think this is a possibility. So, uh, yeah, that is it. That's You should check out the Tilted Landshark also. this is That's the one I always forget to plug. So thank you for plugging it for me. Uh, yeah, the Tilted Landshark podcast with my buddy Zach Avello uh, at uh, the Tilted Pod. Uh, give us a follow. And uh, if you can bet on the AUDL, listen, because uh, we crank out winners on that show. I don't know how we got it so figured out, but damn it, we do. All right, we are out. Thanks again to Mal Bamford. Thanks again to the Sports Gambling Podcast. And also thanks again to all of our sponsors. We will catch you next time. Have a good one.